In this presentation, we will discuss whether or not we can claim the American Opportunity Tax Credit. This information can be found in publication 970. Who can claim the credit? Generally, you can claim the American Opportunity Credit if all three of the following requirements are met. Number one, you pay qualified education expenses of higher education. Number two, you pay the education expenses for an eligible student. And number three, the eligible student is either yourself, your spouse, or a dependent you claim on your tax return. So let's go through that again. So when we think about these requirements, we're talking about all three of these. So all three of these must be met. All three of these are requirements. Number one, or the first item listed, you pay qualified education expenses of higher education. So obviously, you made the payment of the expenses and their qualified expenses. You pay the education expenses for an eligible student. So notice now we're thinking, well, who is an eligible student? It has to be a student that is eligible. And then we have to think about who they are in relation to us. The eligible student is either us, ourselves, our spouse, which of course would be reported on the same tax return, or a dependent you claim on your tax return. So all these, of course, would be people that we claim on the same tax return. And uh, that, those would be the three conditions necessary to think about the credit and whether we qualify for it. Note, qualified education expenses paid by a dependent you claim on your tax return or by a third party for that dependent are considered paid by you. So in other words, we might see a situation where we say, well, actually the check that was written was written out of our dependent's tax return, possibly our child's check checking account. And then we'd say, well, then we, we would have up here that the expenses weren't paid by us in, in that case. However, the if the child is a, is a dependent on our tax return, then we're responsible under the conditions of the dependent, which include some dependency type of requirements, usually a support test typically. And therefore, even though it was paid by uh, the child technically out of their checking account, if there are dependent, then generally it would be treated for the purposes of this credit and qualifying for it as if we paid it. Back to the text. Student qualifications. Generally, you can claim the American Opportunity Credit for a student only if all the following four requirements are met. Requirement number one. As of the beginning of 2018, the student had not completed the first four years of post-secondary education, generally the freshman through senior years of college, as determined by the eligible educational institution. So note, we, we typically think of college as being a four-year process. It might take, in reality, more or less than four years. However, we typically think of it as that four-year as being defined by uh, the college. So in this case, we're talking about that four years that, in essence, are the typical freshman through senior years of college defined by the school. Back to the text. For this purpose, don't include academic credit awarded solely because the student's performance on proficiency examinations. So proficiency examinations uh, aren't included. Number two, neither the American Opportunity Credit nor the HOPE Scholarship Credit has been claimed by you or anyone else, see below, for the student for any four tax years before 2018. If the American Opportunity Credit and HOPE Scholarship Credit has been claimed for this student for any three or fewer years before 2018, this requirement is met. Requirement two is similar to requirement one, but it's not the same because requirement two is in essence saying that we can't claim 
the American Opportunity Credit or education credits to get the American Opportunity Credit for more than four years. Whereas number one is saying that it only qualifies for basically four years, those four years defined by the school as, in essence, freshman through senior year, typical college uh, year. So if it takes longer to get through what the college would think of as freshman through senior years, then we would still be limited, of course, by number two, which would say that we can only qualify for the credit for four years. So if we've taken an education credit for four years, then we can't typically take the same American Opportunity Credit and then would have to default to the second credit, which would be the Lifetime Learning Credit. If we have three or fewer years that we have claimed education credit, then you would think under this condition, we would still meet condition number two and still have at least another year that we can go forward and claim the American Opportunity Credit at least to meet condition number two. After that point in time, then if we're continuing to go to school and have qualified uh, expenses, then we would have to move from the more beneficial American Opportunity Credit to the less beneficial but still good <laughs> lifetime learning credit. Uh, if we still can qualify for that one or at least test out if we can. Number three, for at least one academic period beginning or treated as beginning in 2018, the student both A was enrolled in a program that leads to a degree, cert certificate, or other recognized educational credential. So note, it has to be enrolled in something that has some type of credential related to it. The most common would, of course, be the degree. That would be uh, the most common kind of thing we would think of. But a certification as well, it has to be something that's going to have some type of credential related to it. And B, carried at least one half the normal full-time workload for his or her, her course of study. So that one half time of workload, typically we would go to the institution to say, what, what does this mean? And oftentimes they'll report it to us when they give us the documentation, the 1098T at the end of the year, and they'll say, hey, this was a, a, a half year or they had a half workload. When you think about the educational institutions, however, and thinking about taking the credits, you want to make sure that if you're planning on taking the credit, that you're taking at least uh, one half the normal full-time workload. To do that, to check that, you go to the school that you're going to, and ask them typically, you know, what does that mean? How many credits is that? How do you define that? And, and that's usually how that will uh, be determined. Back to the text. The standard for what is half of the normal full-time workload is determined by each eligible educational institution. However, the standard may not be lower than any of those established by the U.S. Department of Education under the Higher Education Act of 1965. For 2018, treat an academic period beginning in the first three months of 2019 as if it began in 2018 if qualified education expenses for the student were paid in 2018 for that academic period. So in other words, we have that cutoff test. That cutoff test meaning are we on a cash basis or an accrual basis? In other words, do we count the payment or do we count the potential credit at the point in time we made the payment or at the point in time that we went to school? Oftentimes there'll be overlap. In other words, we might have paid it in 2018 for classes that didn't start until 2019. If we paid it in 2018, the class starts in 2018, even if it runs through 
to 2019, we typically would count the payment as being made in 2018. If we paid it in 2018, and even if it was the class didn't start for three months into 2019, then we still would basically, because we made the payment in 2018, be able to uh, take the eligible credit in 2018. So uh, you may want to look into that and see if you've maxed out the credit or not and, and as you plan and see uh, if, if uh, you want to make the payment in 2018 or if you can delay the payment possibly till 2019 if it would benefit if it would benefit or, or whenever you happen to be uh, planning for these credits, uh, you might want to look at that and at the end of the year, look at the last quarter and see uh, if there's any difference in when you make the payment. If there's a course that happens in 2019, would it benefit you for the taxes uh, or, or in the next year to, to take the credit earlier or make the payment now or have that payment be included in this year or would, would uh, possibly be able to, to delay the payment? So those timing differences are common type of things you might want to think about in this area, different tax-related areas. Number four, as of the end of 2018, the student had not been uh, convicted of a federal or state felony for possessing or distributing a controlled substance. So that's, they kind of threw that one in there. So we don't, we don't uh, no felony for possessing or distributing a controlled substance. Example, Sharon was never eligible for the HOPE scholarship credit available before 2009, but was eligible for the American Opportunity credit for 2012, 2013, 2015, and 2017. Her parents claimed the American Opportunity credit for Sharon on their 2012, 2013, 2015 tax return. Sharon claimed the American Opportunity credit on her 2017 tax return. The American Opportunity Credit and Hope Scholarship Credit have been claimed for Sharon for four years before 2018. Therefore, the American Opportunity Credit can't be claimed by Sharon for 2019. If Sharon were to file Form 8863 for 2018, she should check yes for Part 3, uh, Line 23, and would be eligible to claim only the Lifetime Learning Credit. So let's break that down a bit. So we had eligible years 2012-13, 15 and 17 and then then of course she she went to school but was a dependent on the parents return so the parents then claimed her on the returned and claimed the american opportunity credit for three years she then claimed herself after that point in time filing her own tax return and claimed the american opportunity credit again in 2017 and so I've, even though she only claimed it one time on her own return, the credit was claimed for under her basically social security number for her educational expenses for three years on her parents' return, one year on her return. Therefore, four tax years had been claimed and she wouldn't be able to claim or take the credit again for the uh, HOPE scholarship credit, but could then take the lifetime learning credit. Let's break this down with a similar example. Won't be the same example, but get to some of the points in our test 1040. We have our simple single individual. As we scroll down through our test 1040, we see that we currently have 50,000 of income, 12,000 of the standard deduction. That gives us the taxable income 38,000, tax being calculated at 4,373. And then line 12, you can see that we have the credit that is in line 12 that's going to be related to an education credit and then we have the 1000 in line 17 
If we then go to the Schedule 3, we'll see the 1,500. That's going to be the education credits from line 8863 back to the 1040. We also saw that uh, this 1,000 is coming from Form 8863. Let's take a look at Form 8863. That's going to be our education credits, American Opportunity, Lifetime Learning credits. And we won't go through all the details here, but as we go through, we're concentrating here on page two. We're concentrating on the number of years that the credit has been claimed. That's going to be line 23, where it says, has the HOPE Scholarship credit or American Opportunity credit been claimed for the student for any four years before 2018? Right now, we're saying no. If all other requirements are met, then the form basically breaks out between then either the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning Credit. So in essence, we go through uh, and say, do these expenses qualify under either? Right now, they're being qualified under the American Opportunity Credit and the credit maxing out at 2500 Now, if we were to go back to this form and say, uh, change that to yes, I'm going to say change that amount yes then we're going to scroll back down and so that basically says has the hope scholarship credit or american opportunity credit been claimed for the student for any four tax years we're going to say yes now we have the lifetime learning credit being the credit that's going to be claimed ten thousand of the qualified expenses that will change then the calculations in line one or page one based on those requirements and then if we go back up to our schedule three, we see that 2000 now on the education credits, uh, form 8863, that then going to the 1040, that being up here on line 12, we no longer see the amount reported on, on form 8863. So that's just an example of kind of the limitation of uh, the one credit, the HOPE scholarship credit, which would then default, hopefully, to the lifetime learning and see if you could still qualify there. And if you can, great. If not, then you wouldn't be able to qualify for the two credits. That's basically how the system would end up working. Next example. Wilbert was eligible for the American Opportunity Credit for 2014, 2015, 2016, 2018. His parents claimed the American Opportunity Credit for Wilbert on their tax return for 14, 15, and 16. No one claimed the American Opportunity Credit or HOPE Scholarship Credit for Wilbert for any other tax year, the American Opportunity Credit and HOPE Scholarship Credit have been claimed by Wilbert for only three tax years before 2018. Therefore, Wilbert meets the second requirement to be eligible for the American Opportunity Credit if Wilbert were to file Form 8863 for 2018. He would check no uh, for Part 3, Line 23. If Wilbert meets all other requirements, he is eligible for the American Opportunity Credit. Same type of scenario there. It's just that we have a gap in the tax year. So in essence, we'll, only three years had been claimed. So we should be good with that same checkbox and be able then to meet that requirement and take the more beneficial American Opportunity Credit if all other conditions are met. Next example, Glenda enrolls in a full-time full basis degree program for the 2019 spring semester which begins january 2019 glenda pays her tuition for the 2019 spring semester in december of 2018 so the school doesn't start till 2019 she paid it however in 2018 
When do we get to take the credit if we get to take the credit? Back to the text. If the tuition Glenda paid in 2018 relates to an academic period that begins in the first three months of 2019, her eligibility to claim the American Opportunity Credit in 2018 is determined as if the 2019 spring semester began in 2018. Therefore, Glenda satisfies the third uh, requirement. So in this case, we're saying, okay, the school didn't start until 2019, but she paid it in 2018. Because she paid it in 2018, we count it as if basically it started in 2018, if it if the school started, the, the time period began for the actual classes three months within the, the next tax year, 2019. So we should be good then uh, for there to claim the credit or at least meet that condition for it.